Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. Thank you guys for coming out tonight. I, and I just want to say I'm proud of you. You know, we, we kicked off in January that it's our year of, um, it's a joyful 23. We had all those Wednesday nights that were just amazing. Um, we just called them nights of joy. And last month for our first Wednesday, we called it a night of healing. And how many were here that night? I mean, we were here forever just, I mean, ministering and healing to people. And I want you to know, just Sunday, I had three people walk up to me in the foyer and say, I was healed that night. And um, it was an amazing night. We just had lines and lines of people laying hands on people. So we're calling tonight a night of power. Control yourself. <laughs> we're calling it a night of power. And, and so... Um, We'll feed you some pizza in a little bit, but before we get to that, um, I just believe that the Holy Spirit's going to impact you in a whole new way. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm here to lay hands on everybody for the Holy Spirit tonight, just like we did healing last time. Control yourselves once again. <laughs> Your excitement's overwhelming me. Um, anyway, so just going into this year, we, we just, we're calling them LPC nights, and, and so we did a, our lift night which is our men's night last month, and that was amazing, just amazing. Um, we did our, well, I didn't do, but you guys did your vibe night for the ladies, and um, that was the first night Pastor Diane was back since surgery, and so that was an awesome night. And um, I'm saying all that to, to say that God's up to something. I mean, our Sundays have been powerful, the house has been packed, and so God's doing something. Here's what I say, when God's doing something, um, don't miss it. Don't, don't, don't miss it. And so I think he's doing something everywhere, but we are concerning ourselves with what he wants to do here tonight. Amen? So um, for the next few moments, uh, let's just call tonight this, um, just living an empowered life. Living an empowered life. You know, when I've taught on the Holy Spirit, I, I got to watch because I can get real um, what's the word, deep and teachy, and, and that's not what tonight's about. So tonight's about me sharing what God told me and you receiving a dose of his power. That's what tonight's about. So really interesting scripture. Let's go to Ephesians. Everybody say, let's go. Um, this is, <laughs> now you're with me. Ephesians chapter 5, um, verse 15. Let's, let's read this. It says, look carefully how you walk. Live with purpose, live worthily, and live accurately. So when you see the word careful, it really means accurate. So live with accuracy. I mean, you know, God wants us to live with accuracy in a very, very inaccurate world. Someone say amen. amen. So it goes on and it says, we're not to live, uh, we're, we're to live accurate, not as the unwise and the witless, but as those who are wise, who are sensible and intelligent. Verse 16 says, and we need to make the most of the time and buy up every opportunity because we're living in what? Evil days. Have y'all noticed that? Have y'all noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be a rocket science to figure out some of this right now. Um, but the Bible says this, that we're, we're to, um, to live accurate in evil days. 
And it goes on and says, we're to be accurate because, it says, therefore, um, we're not to be vague and thoughtless and foolish, but we're to understand and really grasp the will of the Lord in the middle of these inaccurate evil days. So Paul was encouraging the church in Ephesus not to live like they used to live, but to start living accurate, start living with purpose, start living with understanding and experiencing the will of God for every opportunity before them. That's what, that's what Paul's talking about in, in this section of scripture that, that we're reading tonight. And how many know the will of God's a big deal? Um, but the Bible is very clear. We're not to live witless or unwise, but we're to understand the will of God. So times can be crazy. They can be chaotic. They can even be evil. But right now, a remnant church should be living as accurate and purposeful and worthily and passionate and on fire and full of the Holy Spirit as they ever have. Amen. Amen. So I brought a box with me tonight. This is my box. And I said, don't let me, don't let me forget. So I, I just want to, I want to commend you. I want to commend you tonight. Um, I want to commend you because you're the box. We're the box. And I want to commend you for taking God out of his box. I do believe that this is a church that understands that God is our strength and God is our refuge and God's a good God. And I just want to commend you for taking God out of his box. Because you know how many people still have God in a box? I'll just tell you this. If you're trying to fit God into your box, he won't fit. You need to fit in his box. <laughs> but, but I am proud of you. I do believe this is a church that have taken God out of his box. And you're understanding that God is a good God. And God is for you. And if God is for you, what does it really matter what's against you? Are you with me? Yeah. All right, so let's read on because all of a sudden there's a weird verse connected to these. So he just got done telling us, understand, firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. Don't live un, uh, 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 unwise. And then Paul says this, and don't get drunk with wine because that's what? Debauchery. But instead be ever filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. So in context, Paul's talking to the church in Ephesians, telling them to, to make the most of the opportunity, follow the will of God. And then he says, and don't be drunk on wine, that's debauchery, but keep being filled and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. All right. Three points. Here's number one, right? This is a command. Everyone say command. command. This verse is written in the imperative tense. The imperative tense in the Greek means a command. It's not a suggestion. It's not God saying, hey, this might help you. This is a command. Paul was giving a command to the church in Ephesus, and his first command is this. Stop getting drunk because it's debauchery. Um, some translations say getting drunk cheapens your life. Some translation says it will ruin your life. Now, this is not a message tonight about someone's drinking habits, so stick with me. But what Paul is saying here is he's, he is 
he's talking to, to a, a, a crowd that, so at this time in history, most religious rituals included drunkenness. And uh, in their religious practices, they would get totally wasted and every perversion that you could imagine would happen. And, and their goal was really to just lose control and let their, their gods take over. Now all of a sudden the gospel is changing people's lives and Paul has to start preaching to them, hey, you need to start living a little bit different. So in context here, Paul's giving a command and he says, here's the first command because it's written in command tense. Y'all got that, right? And he's saying, stop being drunk on wine because it cheapens your life. It ruins your life. It destroys your life. But he says, be what? Be filled. Everyone say filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. That means be liberally supplied with the Holy Spirit. Be diffused and be stimulated throughout your whole being with the Holy Spirit. So if it's a command, I mean, anything in the Bible that's a command, we have to ask ourselves, how well are we obeying it? If it's written in a command form, and I got a little loud there to let you know, it's not a suggestion, it's a command. Paul says, stop getting wasted, but get filled and stimulated by the Holy Spirit. And he said it in a command, and so my question for you and me is, how well are we responding to that? How well are we obeying being filled with the Holy Spirit? How well are you and I, how well is the church today, how well is this church, how well are we obeying that command that we're totally saturated and filled to overflowing with the power of the Holy Spirit? Don't answer out loud, but I'm just saying that's a question for us to think. Am I really obeying that and I'm just completely saturated and completely filled to overflowing with a liberal supply of the Holy Spirit? Because if I'm not, I'm disobeying a command. It always bewilders me why there are so many denominations that are against the power of the Holy Spirit when it's not a suggestion, it's not a denomination, it's a command. It's an actual command. And that's where I wanted to start tonight, that, it, that it's, it's a command. Back to my box. Because I, I was thinking about you, and I, I not only wanted to commend you for taking God out of the box... I want to commend you guys because I believe you've taken Jesus out of the box too. I really do. I, I believe that you've taken him out of the box because when you take Jesus out of the box, that means you, you're believing the word of God. You are word people. You are people who believe because Jesus is, I think I said Sunday, he, you know, we sing the song, The Waymaker. He is the Waymaker, but he's actually the way. He's the truth. So when you take Jesus out of the box, that means you're a church that's willing to be what? Full of truth. And that's a big deal because not every believer has taken God out of their box. Not every believer has actually taken Jesus out of their box. And you're, you're the box, remember? You're the box. Not every believer has taken Jesus out of the box. Not every believer has taken the word out of the box and said, if the word says it, that settles it for me. And listen to me, if we need anything in the hour that we're living, we need to be people who take God out the box, and we need to be people who take the word out of the box. We need to take Jesus out of the box. So, are y'all with me? This little section of scripture, it's number one, it's a what? Okay, number two, it's a command to concede. 
So not only is it written, this is your Greek lesson tonight, not only is it written in the imperative tense, it's written in a passive state. And why is that so important? Because it means we have to yield to the Holy Spirit to be stimulated by the Holy Spirit. We have to yield by faith and receive by faith the Holy Spirit. So it's a command, but it's a command to what? Concede. And we should never be arrogant enough to say that the Holy Spirit is not for today. We should be smart enough, because we just talked about the will of God and being wise and not witless. We should be wise enough to know that the Holy Spirit is actually being poured out right now all across the earth and will be in the, in the, over these next few years and days. We'll see more happening um, and more from the Holy Spirit than, than we may, ha- may have ever witnessed. I want you to get that. Why do I want you to get that? Because we just read he wants us to not be witless and unwise. He actually wants us to discern the season we're in. He wants us to, to understand the will of God. And the will of God, if it's the will of God, then God can command it. And he commands you and I to concede to the Holy Spirit, to believe in the power of the Holy Spirit, to agree that the Holy Spirit and his power is for not just today, but it's for right now. So we should not only be word people, we should be what? Spirit people. They used to call it full gospel. Right? Whatever you want to call it, we should just be full. If someone ever tells you you're full of it, say, yes, I am. I am full of the Holy Spirit. I'm full of the word and I'm full of the Holy Spirit. It's a command from God. And it's a command for you and I to concede and yield and receive the power of the Holy Spirit on our lives if we call ourselves believers. I want to do a comparison for a moment because Paul just commanded, don't be drunk with wine, but be stimulated and ever filled with the Holy Spirit. I was thinking about that today. This will help you. Okay. So I was thinking about that. If you are intoxicated, some of you can imagine that. Some of you may not have to imagine too hard, but just remember you might've been intoxicated and here's something that happens when you're intoxicated. Something gets, something gets messed with, it's your perception. When you're intoxicated, your judgment walks out the door. Your judgment is highly impaired. But but think about this. When you're full of the Spirit, your discernment is enhanced. Your perception is enhanced. You need to be full of the Holy Ghost right now so you can discern things around you, discern the times, discern the opportunities, discern the will of God. If you should ever be full of the Holy Spirit, it's right now. If you're intoxicated, your judgment is impaired. You make wrong decisions. Do not raise your hand because people are looking around. But you may have been in that state and you have made bad decisions because you were impaired. If you are full of the Holy Spirit, you will make the best decisions. No matter what's going on in the economy, no matter what's going on in the government, you will know the will of God. And I'm telling you, as crazy as things are getting and as they get crazier, people, there's a spiritual hunger right now and it's an intensifying and they're looking to people who know what's going on, who can discern the times. You cannot discern the times if you do not have the Spirit of God talking to you. You can't. 
You need to be full of the Holy Spirit. In the, are you all with me? This is good stuff tonight. This is good stuff tonight. So I noticed that perception is an issue. I also started thinking about this. Power is also an issue. Because if you're wasted, you lose power. Because you give yourself over to the control of alcohol. So you've lost control and power. But when you get full of the Holy Spirit, he's the influence in your life. And you get filled with dunamis power. Actually, the Bible says this, you are the container of the Holy Spirit. It means you are a container of force. Now, I don't know what you think about this, but the Holy Spirit, you know, um, represents the presence and power of God. And according to Scripture, you're the container he sticks his power in. There's no way you can stay the same containing or trying to contain the power of God. It will change you. But notice, if someone is drunk, they're wasted, they're out of, they've lost control, they've given up control, um, they've lost power, they have lost perception, and, and I noticed this too, um, there's a personality issue. Here, here's what I mean by this. Um, stick with me. Um, when you're hammered, um, your personality is negatively altered. You do things you wouldn't normally do. Everybody's either intensely romantic or they think they're Superman. But when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you will begin to do things you could not normally do either. You'll get filled with a boldness. You'll have a wisdom. So the Holy Spirit will also mess with your perception. He'll mess with your power. And he will mess with your personality. Peter was the biggest weenie and coward Until he got filled with the Holy Spirit. And moments later, he's preaching and giving this massive altar call. What happened? He got baptized with the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, now think about that. He had been with Jesus, ministering with him all that time. But yet, he couldn't, he wasn't as bold as he needed to be until what? He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He'd been around Jesus the whole time. He saw Jesus do stuff. But that didn't happen in his life until he, what, personally got full of the Holy Spirit. You can hang around church. You can hang around Sunday school. You can hang around Christian concerts. You can watch it on YouTube. But until you get full of the power of God, you will not be able to do what God has called you to do or be what God has called you to be. You said, well, that's bold. Yeah, because I'm full of the Holy Spirit, so I say bold things. When I'm full of the flesh, I say dumb things. But when I'm full of the Holy Spirit, I say bold things. Come on, are you with me? Say, I'm with you. Listen to this statement. What you yield to, you are full of. And what you are full of, you're controlled by. It's that simple. What you yield to, you get full of. And what you're full of controls you. Get full of the Holy Spirit. Remain full of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me, let me read on here. Verse 19, right in context with all that, says, So speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and 
offer praise with voices and instruments and make melody with your heart to the Lord. At all times and for everything, give thanks in the name of Jesus to God the Father. Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. The reason why I read that is because there are just it's a couple small verses with just some cool stuff in there. But I just summarize it this way. is when you get full of the Holy Spirit, it changes everything. It changes, and these are just a few, but it changes how you worship. It, uh, it does. It, it seriously changes how you worship. It, it changes how you talk. It changes how you believe. It changes how passionate you are. It changes how purposeful you are. It, it, it changes the revelation. It just cha- it alters everything. I, I heard someone say this. When you get full of the Holy Spirit, your life takes a quantum leap. Now, let me dispel an argument here, and I'll give you the last point. Because a lot of people say, well, when I got saved, I got the Spirit. Let me answer you with this. Um, You might think you have the Spirit, but there's a difference between you having the Spirit and the Spirit having you. So when you got saved, yes, the Spirit of God came and lived in you, and you got the Spirit. But God doesn't want you to have the Spirit. He wants the Spirit to have you. To be baptized, filled with His power. Amen. Are you with me? So, number one, it's a... Number two, it's a command to concede. Number three, it's a command to... You don't know, do you? It's a command there. It's a command to continue. It's a command to continue. Here's what I want everyone to hear. Uh, Hopefully I pumped you up and you know that I'm about um, you hearing tonight that we need to be full of the power of God. Because in a moment, we're going to go back to a song and anyone that wants to be uh, uh, anointed, hands laid on you, to be just full of the Holy Spirit, because I'm sure some of you here maybe not used to a spirit-filled setting. So I've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, this is your night. And there might be some of you that, you know, you've been filled with the Holy Spirit for a long time. This is also your night. Because what I'm about to share, no one has maybe ever shared with you. So here we go. Not only was it written in the imperative tense, it was written in the passive state. But it's also written in what we would call the present tense or the present um, state. Which means it's a continuous thing. So when he says be filled, it actually means this, be being filled. Everybody say it, let's practice that. Be being filled. Be being filled. Um, Most people don't get drunk on one glass of wine, correct? Do you know we can't stay full on one filling? I'm going over here and talk to these people. Most people don't get drunk on one glass of wine. Yeah. And think about this. We can't stay full on a one time. Well, in 1987, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, that was 1987. <laughs> According to Scripture, it says we need to keep getting filled with the Holy Spirit. 
It actually means this, an initial filling with subsequent fillings. An initial filling with subsequent fillings. Actually, you may not have known this, but the people who got filled with the Holy Ghost at Pentecost were some of the same people that got filled throughout the book of Acts. My point is this. It's a command. It's a command to concede, and it's a command to continue. Y'all need to keep getting filled up. Y'all need to keep getting filled up. Thank you for your excitement. We need to keep what? Getting filled up and filled up. And so we're going to fill up. We're going to drink a little bit tonight. We're going to belly up to the altar, and we're going to, I'm being silly, but we're going to get, we need a fresh touch in here tonight. We need a fresh filling tonight. We need a fresh deposit tonight. That's scriptural. So that, I got filled with the Holy Spirit in 1987. Well, well, it's your due. Well, last year on the 31st, no, that's, that was last year. What's your current, what have you done for me lately? What has been your current feeling? But we're going we're gonna to have a, a filling up tonight. Amen? That's why we call it a night of power. All right, let me, let me read you a scripture, say something to you here. Uh, John chapter 7. Um, this is at the end of a feast. The feast was where they recognized they were believing God for him to bless their crops for the year and for them to have plenty of rain. And so in response to that, at this feast, Jesus says this. On the final and the most important day of the feast, Jesus stood up and he cried out in a loud voice. If there's anyone here and you're thirsty, come to me and do what? You've heard some people say the Bible's written like on a third grade level. I'm, I'm thinking about it just for a bit. If you're thirsty, take a drink. If you're thirsty at home, you're outside working, what do you do? You go in, you take a drink. Anyone thirsty for God? You're either thirsty for more or you're in a place where you're a little parched and you're thirsty. What should you do? Well, I'm going to put me on the prayer chain. No, what should you do? Well, we're going to supplicate. No, the time for supplicating for the Holy Spirit is long past. What do you need to do? What do you need to do? You need to drink. Look at someone and say, we're going to drink. <laughs> My wife says she needs a drink. <laughs> You're talking about the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> Verse 38. He who believes in me or cleaves to me or trusts in me and relies on me, as the scripture says, from down inside him in his innermost being will come continuous springs and rivers of what? Living water. The Holy Spirit's what? Living water. Not still water, not 87 water, living water. And I love verse 39. But he was speaking here of the what? Of the Spirit, whom at this time, um, whom those who believed and had faith in him would afterward receive after his resurrection, after Pentecost. For the Holy Spirit hadn't yet been given like that because Jesus hadn't yet been raised to honor or glorified. But once he was raised to honor and glorified, guess what? Now they could receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And the question tonight is not if you have the Holy Spirit. The question is, does the Holy Spirit have you? That's the difference between I've got the Spirit and, man, the Spirit's got me. That's the difference. That is a, isn't that a good question? 
That's a game changer in your life and my life. And I'm a firm believer. That's what God told me to tell you. That's how we need to be living right now. Not that we have the spirit, but that the spirit has us. Paul said, by command, stop wasting your life. Stop getting drunk. But the command is be filled and stimulated, ever increasing in the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. Can we stand up for a moment? Isn't God good? I, I mean, how many want to be people that just take God out of the box? And what I mean by that is you've come to understand the truth about God. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. And how many want to be people that, that not just keep God out of the box, but you want to keep Jesus out of the box. Remember, you're the box, which means I believe the word. I mean, I, I believe truth. I'm telling you, the world right now needs truth. Needs truth. Because the world is full of lies and deception. Now, when Jesus was on the earth, he was the light. He's not on the earth now. He's in us. So we're the light. That's what the Bible says. So we need to keep the truth out of the box. So we take God out of the box, take Jesus out of the box. And I commend you for doing that. But I want to give you a new next level challenge. Just a life point. Just, just here tonight, I want to give you a new next level challenge. But I'm telling you, I'm going to open this box and something's going to happen. Do you feel it? I'm like, I don't know. What am I supposed to feel? <laughs> I think right here, right now, it's a time for us as God's people, as a church, to take the Holy Spirit out of the box. Let's take him out of the box. I do. I, I literally, honestly, authentically meant when I said I commend you as a church absolutely for taking God out of that box. I'm not just, I, I, this is an illustration, but I'm not trying to be cute. And, and I absolutely commend you for taking the word of God in Jesus, because Jesus is the word, taking Jesus out of that box. But I want to challenge you from this moment on to take the Holy Spirit out of the box. Do not have the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit have I, I, I want to I tell you what I, what I hear people say. I hear people say, we want to see signs and wonders and the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and I'm with you. But that doesn't happen in a box. It can't. You may say you want to see that, but we got to take him out of the box and say, here am I. God, fill me 
to overflowing with the power of the Holy Spirit. And I, I said that last point to say, I was being funny, but you might say, I was filled in 87 or 97, whatever that was. Um, we need a continual filling. Continual filling. Anybody ready to get filled up tonight? I'm going to say this prayer. We're going to say it together. We're going to do a worship song. Pastor Diane's going to join me. And I just want to invite you to step out of your seat. Come up here. We're just going to lay hands on you for a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit. A fresh filling of the, just like we did the healing that we're going to do a fresh feeling of the heart, fresh night of power, a fresh night of power, fresh night of power. I'm a firm believer that God wants us so full of the Holy Spirit that we're full of boldness. We preach it. We speak in other tongues. That, that's a command. It's not optional in scripture. It's a command from God that we're so full of the Holy Spirit. People like to debate that. That's a waste of time to debate. That's the will of God. We just read the scripture. Did we not just read it? Man, isn't God good? Can we worship him for a moment? God, we praise you. God, we worship you. Father, we exalt you. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we magnify and worship you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for, uh, God, that you, you don't want to just send us into the world and just barely making it, but you want your power to be in us. God, that we are containers of your force. We are containers of your power. Now, we're going to pray this together, <clears throat> and, and, and I, this comes with a warning, because th this prayer is going to open the door for the power of God to fill you like never before, Amen. like never before. I, I'll prophesy to you that you'll see a change in the hours and the moments and the days to come in the level of the energy and the power and the anointing and the awareness of the Holy Spirit and the things of God. <clears throat> How could you not? And someone's thinking right now that you know, my life's not perfect enough for this. Perfection is not a prerequisite for power. Faith is. Faith is. <clears throat> Maybe the power is what will help you with your imperfections. All right, you ready to pray this? I'm warning you, though. If you, if you, if you don't want that life-altering power of God in a fresh new way. Don't pray this. The Bible says he wants to fill you with dunamis power. Yeah. Say, what's that? Well, in Greek, dunamis means dynamite. It's literally what it means. Dynamite power. Explosive power. Yeah. And you will see in your life, you'll see your worship change. You'll see your boldness change. You'll see your discernment change. It's a good chance you'll become a better believer. It's a good chance you'll become a better dad. You'll become a better mom. You, you, you'll become a better employee. Why? Because it's the power of God working in you. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Are you ready to pray this prayer? I'm warning you, though, if we say this prayer, it could change your circumstances and your conditions.
ready? Holy Spirit, I recognize you as the third person of the Holy Trinity. And I realize that I need you to empower me. So I decide right now to take you out of my box. Jesus, come and fill me with your Holy Spirit. By faith, I receive the fullness of your dunamis power. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we praise and magnify you. Father, we glorify you. Father, we